Grace and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Advent, we gather in order to help each other wait better. And we do that, we did that this year by observing the quality of the waiting that we witnessed in the Old Testament. Now, sometimes in the Old Testament, they'll use a word that has two different ideas that we in English will keep separating, like waiting and hoping. Now, the reason in English we keep waiting and hoping separate is because in English we often use the word hope as sort of an equivalent or a synonym of wish. I hope I will get better next week. What that means is wouldn't it be wonderful if I were healthy next week? When we say I hope that Jesus is coming again to judge the quick and the dead, it does not seem like a particularly lively event unto us. First century Christians who knew Jesus personally missed him very much every day. Those who had, had met with him and had eaten with him and had been with him in a visible form. And so they, they yearned for Jesus' return in a way that seems almost foreign unto us. We who, who do not know Jesus personally are opt to think sort of casually about Jesus' return. What's worse is sometimes we're not altogether sure within our own minds whether he's really coming at all. It has, after all, been quite some time. Hence, when somebody says, are you hoping for Jesus' return, we're apt to say something like, well, yes, I hope to see Jesus return soon. And what we're actually meaning there is that I'm hoping that I'm hopeful. When the angel came to Mary and told her that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, she, she broke out in joy in a song. Most of that song is simply a recitation of other psalms that she had sung all of her life. And our singing has that same confidence when we focus upon the psalms of the church. It is a confidence that completely rests upon what God has already done for his people. We look back to those promises that had been filled in order to be hopeful and ready for the promises that are yet to come. Our faith is strong because we remember what God has already done. He has already sent us his son. He has already crucified him on the cross. He has already raised him from the dead, put him on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. And we hope, as the psalmist calls us to hope, for greater gifts that are yet to come. Namely, the coming of Jesus in the cloud. These gifts that we need tremendously. The church celebrates Advent before Christmas and therefore it gets a little fuzzy for us because we make out that Christmas is such a wonderful season and hence our Advent anticipation is strong, but this is not really the case. It was the case when we were children. We were, it was the case when we were children because we all were getting presents and we were very excited about our presents, are we not? As adults, the presents sort of become a secondary factor. In fact, if you ask most adults what they want for Christmas, they, they have a hard time telling you what they want. You talk to them on the street and like, what do you want for Christmas? And they're like, money, rent money. <laughs> I want rent money. This is what I want for Christmas. One lady, I saw this, they do this every year. One lady, she was like a diamond ring, of course. 
And then nice strapping young man sitting next to her was like, Most people, if you ask them on the street, just point blank, what do you want for Christmas? They will give you some sort of a silly answer. But if you press them, if you press them, they get serious. What do you want for Christmas? I want health. I want welfare, well-being. I want my brother to get better. World peace, sobriety, work housing, and end to violence. What we need most of all is God's presence in our life. The psalmist marks this as the top of our needs. All of the eyes look to you, O Lord, to deliver our souls from death. In modern parlance, you do not wait for deliverance. Your waiting is over. You have deliverance. The Lord God has called you out of the nations and made you a child of the kingdom of God. Your waiting is over. All we do now is we hope for his return. And come, Lord Jesus, we pray. God has seen to all of our needs. He has nourished us, but he nourishes not just with us with the things that we need for the body and life. He's also nourished us with eternal food that keeps us alive into all of eternity, a food that will not run out, a food that does not mold, a food that does not rot, a food that is good for us for eternal life. These are needs that we really, really need. And so we wait for God, and we hope for God, as the psalmist tells us to, but we wait not for a general God, not just some sort of general coming. Let thy mercy, O God, be upon us as we hope in thee. It's always a bit quicker and more comfortable to think about a God who works in general, a God who sends rains and crops and health and paychecks, and it's good for us to wait upon him, but the word mercy becomes uncomfortable for us at times because mercy means undeserved kindness. Undeserved because of our feeble longing for him. His mercy is undeserved because of our weakness of faith, for our sluggishness of hope, for our readiness to give up on God, our undying desire to be entertained and distracted from the rest of our lives. But that mercy of God endures forever. That mercy continues even though we're not deserving of it. In God's holy name, we can trust. And we can trust that mercy into eternal life. And it doesn't stop. It, it's not intermittent. That mercy of God is not capricious. That mercy of God is steady as a rock. It has been there. It is here. It is going to be here. It continues to be here. Because God is that steady. And hence our hope... Our hope is not based on, song, on wishful thinking. Our, our hope has not got anything to do with a wish. Wishes are for movies, and particularly bad ones here lately, I've been told. Wishing and hoping is not for real life. Wishing and hoping is based upon the realities of God as he has made them manifest in the past, as he continues to manifest them in our lives today, as we hope for the future based upon him and him alone. God has come all the way to us. God has come all the way to us here at, at Christmas morning 
so that we're not merely with him, but so that we want to be, that we long to be, that we are compelled to be with him where he is. In prayer, in the preaching, and the sacraments, in the worship every day, through the service of our hands, through the care of those around us, in the longing and the fulfillment, in waiting for a new heaven and a new earth with, with its adoration and service, all hinge upon this love for God who loved us first. For unto us a child is born. In the city of David, a Savior, which we wait for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.